Hey, and welcome once again to Ancient Ways for Modern Days. My name is Mike Freeman, and today we are going to wrap up John chapter 11. And then over this week, we're going to inch into John chapter 12. And, and this whole week, what we're really going to look at is, is the reactions people have to the identity of Jesus and really the the um, the consequence of, of those reactions, whether you're uh, trusting in Christ and what that means for you, culturally speaking, or, or or if you're antagonistic toward Christ, and and really what that means for for others as well. And so let's look at the the last few verses of John chapter eleven. We have just seen Jesus; he is he is resurrected Lazarus, and this is uh, this is really the the culmination of all of these signs that he's doing that are pointing to who he is. And and now what we're going to see is. There is uh, just growing animosity toward him. Now let's look at the text. It says, Now, the Passover of the Jews was at hand, and many went up from the country to Jerusalem before the Passover to purify themselves. And they were looking for Jesus and saying to one another as they stood in the temple, What do you think? That he will not come to the feast at all? Now the chief priests and the Pharisees had given orders that if anyone knew where he was, he should let them know so that they might arrest him. Now, this is really the uh, the defining the relationship moment. And we've we've been circling this and there's been a lot of anim- animosity. But now, look, the uh, the die is cast. They, they have said that they are going to arrest him. They have now made the decision that they are going to persecute Jesus. They have placed in their heart this, this unwillingness to believe the signs, this unwillingness to believe in Jesus' identity, and they have now, they have set their feet down. They have placed the stake in the ground, and they have said they are going to oppose Jesus Christ. Now, this might seem like an odd place for us to stop today, but, but, but what I want to do today is I want us to recognize that there are those in this world that this is exactly what they have done. They have they have come to the conclusion that they are going to oppose Jesus. That they they have dug their heels in. They have they have placed their stake in the ground. They are in essence they are they are antichrist. Now they are they are not the antichrist, but they have said that they will they will remain in unbelief. They will not consider the claims. They will not consider the evidence. They have they have just said I am going to oppose Jesus. Now. The reason why I want to bring this up today is sometimes I think that we we live in this world when, and people have called this the myth of neutrality. This myth that we live in a world where we can have a, a neutral government space, we can have a neutral world where people can be um, without Christ and people can be with Christ and you know what, we can all just get along just fine, like everything's hunky-dory. But, but what we see what we see in this text reminds us that that neutrality it really is a myth. There is a uh, there is a conspiracy theory or a theorist or a conspiracy that's operating in this world, and it's not simply that mankind is is antagonistic and anti Christ. It's that there is a spiritual realm that there is a deceiver. See, remember that these these chief priests and the Pharisees, Jesus has identified that their father is the devil. 
He is a liar. He is a murderer. And they are now following in his footsteps. And and they will lie and they will murder. They are antagonistic toward Christ, which means they are antagonistic toward the things of God, even if they use the language of God to justify their claims. All of this is to remind you, to remind you that, that this world is evil. This world is is antagonistic toward Christ. And this is not to make you afraid. This is not to make you run and hide under your bed or or to go and stock up on ammo. But rather, this is to remind you that we live in this this physical reality that is governed in, in very real ways by spiritual forces. This, these cosmic powers, the authorities and the rulers of, of the cosmic realm that, that govern over this present darkness and how it plays out is in opposition against Christ. Now, our story will continue and we'll see these, these, these human actors, these human players, they will grow in their antagonism toward Christ. But the ancient way for our modern day is simply do not be unaware do not be ignorant of the, the reality of the, the spiritual realm and the influence it has on earthly powers. Don't be surprised when, when laws are passed that exalt in what is evil and punish what is good. Don't be surprised when, when there are growing, I guess, movements of animosity against the Christian worldview. Don't be surprised when you face opposition for saying that the, the, the scripture actually defines what true morality is. Don't see, be surprised when you face opposition, when you are gentle and respectful, and yet you say that, that abortion is murder, or you say that, that sexual deviancy outside of the, the covenant bond of marriage between a husband, a man, and his wife, that, that all of that is wrong. Don't be surprised at that. Remember that those people that act with animosity toward you, they have been deceived. They very well may have placed their heels deep into the dirt and said, I am going to stand right here against you. Don't be surprised at that. But also, don't be surprised how God works even in the darkness. I just want to share one final thought here. These these chief priests and Pharisees, there was one of these Pharisees, potentially not present here, but one of these Pharisees that if he, he was a great um, he was a great uh, and and a persecutor of the early church, and his name was was Paul or Saul as the Hebrews would call him, and he was a persecutor of the church. He stood at the first martyrdom that happened when martyr when Stephen was martyred. He was one who would go house to house breathing murderous threats against the church. This is the kind of opposition that the early church faced. And this is the kind of opposition that we should expect as believers. And yet, what happened when Jesus appeared to him? He was immediately transformed and changed. See, I, I want us to not be surprised when there are those who have dug their heels in against the church. Don't be surprised at the opposition, but also do not be surprised at the the opportunity we have when when Jesus shows up and when he changes a heart and he takes those who persecute the church and make the those the very ones who he uses to grow his church. Uh, we, we 
We don't live in a neutral world. We live in a world that is antagonistic toward us and toward Christ, yet we live in a world where Jesus is still King of kings and Lord of lords, and he is working in wonderful ways. And this, I hope, does not lead you to fret and fear, but I, instead I hope it leads you to take courage to stand firm and to remember the faithfulness of Jesus Christ. And this is our ancient way for our modern day.